You're listening to the Guru's Book Club and Self-Improvement Podcast, hosted by your ABCs, Andy, Brian, and Carrie. And the quote of the day is, make time to live your values. Near e all. Indistractable. Yeah, I love it. Love it, love it, love it. You know, this is the interesting thing is make time and, and you, everybody talks about value. And that's the one thing that uh, what you do being valuable, whatever it is. And I think that that's one of those things where you're like, I have that's the one highlight because you a lot of times we do things, but there's not value. And we can sit in, I, I mean, and I think about this when I think about screens and, you know, doing social media you can spend all this time doing social media and get distracted and it doesn't have any traction to it. And you end up in like hours of just nothing that doesn't, doesn't bring any value. And he brings up things like making time for family, making time for relationships, things that you consider valuable and then time blocking them to be able to make, know that that has real value. You know, making time and making making time for relationships is so important. Making time for really good meetings is very important. Um, it, I think it kind of weeds out all the meaningless stuff when you start time blocking and you start saying, what is a value here? What are you guys' thoughts? Carrie, I defer to you. Welcome to the show. This is your uh, second time back. And, um, you know... Uh, I think we're going to have you be a regular, right? That's why it's now the ABCs, the hosts. <laughs> thanks, thanks, Brian. Uh, I agree as far as having valuable time. I think it's valuable for you when you time block and you see the, see the value in your commitments to, to whatever the focus time is and also to yourself. Because uh, when you think about the times that you've actually sat down and had focus time and you got it done versus when you had focus time and you were distracted, which happens to all of us, you don't get it done. And when you invest in yourself or your relationship, when you have special time with your person or your children, it, it's much richer and you and you're, you're the better for it. So I, I'm all for, I'm all for all these things. Absolutely agree with both of you. Um, so listeners, this part, uh, this quote comes from, I want to say, the very end of chapter nine, which is the first part of part two. Um, and, you know, in this part, we're, we're really talking about um, controlling, uh, oh, what was it that he was saying? So we had just been talking about controlling um, kind of these internal triggers and and finding out what those triggers are, looking at your environment, um, also to see what, what the external triggers are, um, and finding ways to uh, gain that traction in that regard. And then the values part, this is kind of like if you're able to catch your triggers, know what those triggers are. Can you now analyze them and determine or um, analyze, you know, what it's getting in the way of and then determine are your values 
coming forth and going to lead you to where you need to go so that you stay on traction. I feel like I just went in a really weird way to get there. Did that make sense to you guys? Because I was like, I think I'm just stumbling. No, I think <laughs> I I think you're onto something. And I think this is the one thing that um, it, when you take a look at your goals, I think that you find things that you want to do and things that you say, hey, I want to achieve this. And maybe, and I think it can be in all three realms um, of your life. And being able to identify those and then saying, these are what I hold valuable. How do I get there? And being able to say, okay, so now that I know what these goals are, I know it's valuable. Then um, these little steps that you can take to be able to do that every day. And then he's talking about time blocking time to be able to say, hey, these are the important things. And in order for me to, you know, uh, do these important things, these things have to be done. And some of it's the, you know, making time for yourself. That's for sure. That's, and I, and I love this because again, he brings in meditation, you know, that's my, that's my, that's my area, but it's really that time. Yeah. It's that time space, being able to center yourself every day and being able to take that time and be able to realize that if I don't Matt, if I don't take care of myself, then all of this doesn't go very well because take in And I think that's the approach he's really taking in this book is that he says, and I think that I've seen that also in David Covey's book, um, you know, 10 habits, always talking about the fact that you have to be able to take care of yourself daily, physically and spiritually and mentally. And then you go and do the rest because if you don't take care of that, you can't branch out and do the rest of the stuff that you want to do. You can't build better relationships with, with people that, you know, you know, intimate relationships like your family, but additionally, um, you also can't take care of those business needs that you have and those little pieces that are your, you know, your side hustles, like such as a, a podcast. <laughs> yes. So values. Um, when I do a lot of values work with my clients, uh, it's actually one of the main things I do. Um, I, I like that in this book, he brings up the happiness trap. Uh, that's a, that's a book that really goes into, um, act acceptance and commitment therapy, um, and living values and things like that. Uh, that's a book that we could read by the way. Um, a very, very good book that's been on my list to complete. I've read bits and pieces of it. Um, haven't finished it, but it's, it's good from what I've read. Um, what is, what is I, I want to hear what Carrie has to think about this as well, just to see where her, where her mind is at with it. Uh, you know, what always gets me regardless of when, when he brings it up is how, how we beat ourselves up. So you make these commitments to yourself and you make these time blocks and you, you go about your structure, restructure, maybe your business day. And you have certain things that you have to focus on as far as your you know meetings. And then you set this, set time to do something and then maybe you get it done or maybe you don't based on the distractions 
but then you reevaluate. Did it work? Didn't it work? But are you kind to yourself about that? Are you are you giving yourself what you need to reassess it and maybe address it differently the next time? Because that internal self-talk, we're, we're our worst enemies when it comes to that. And he's mentioned it a few times throughout throughout about how you're going to have to go through these cycles of reassessments to see if it works, regardless of the situation. But how how do you, how do you talk to yourself? And Brian, I need help with that, just so that you know. I'm my worst critic. So even though I might see that something worked and something didn't work, the way that I tell myself that it did work or didn't work isn't very nice to like address it and jump in another way. Any recommendations on how to be kinder to ourselves? Yes, I have lots of recommendations on how to be kind <laughs> to yourself. First off, um, it really does come down to the language that you use uh, as soon as you recognize it. So if you can just, and even if you don't believe um, <laughs> that you deserve kindness, yeah. and that's that's actually a big thing. It's like, oh, I messed up. I don't, I don't deserve. I am, I am a failure. I'm I'm a loser. You know, I'm I'm this or I'm that or I'm I'm no good. Um, I hate myself even sometimes. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, if you can just in the moment that you recognize it, because if if you don't realize you're being mean, you can't do anything about it. So that minute that you recognize it, can you congratulate yourself? Oh wow, I caught myself. Mm-hmm. I'm proud of myself for catching myself. And maybe you're not proud of yourself, but can you say that? Okay. Or can you say, I'd like to be proud of myself for that? I think that's a great start. That's interesting because I think that that's where I go wrong as well. I think Carrie, you're in the same boat as I am. And, you know, Brian's point is that that's, I think that fake it till you make it a little bit, you know, catching yourself. But I think also catching yourself in the process, right? I don't think, I think that my negative tapes are all of you know those are one things that we as humans definitely carry with us is this negative tape about ourselves not being good enough in some way and playing that on a regular whatever that is and i think that's the hardest thing to break habit and i think it's i think that what you're saying brian is being able to say be congratulatory for just even catching the fact that you're doing it because Mm -hmm. it's awareness right it's that Absolutely. mindfulness factor. And I think that that mindfulness factor is like, hey, step one, I caught myself this time. I may have still said it to myself, but step one is I caught myself doing it before. And then it maybe gets a little bit better the next time. Oh, I caught myself mm-hmm. before it even like the trigger that actually creates it. I'm catching this time. Like, yeah. hey, I can I can tell my negative tapes about ready to play. I caught it not going to do that. We're going to go do something else. Now, do you suggest like side, like, okay, now that I caught it, how do you get now? What would you suggest about being able to be able to overcome it? So where you're like, Hey, uh, should I say, think something else other than, you know, maybe that congratulations is good enough, but how do you get out of this? Some of the habit of doing self, some of that self deprecating 
tape in the background, you know, recording that says, I am not good enough. And then, you know, you catch it. And then what should you say other than, uh, as well as congratulations that you caught it and giving yourself, but what would be the, like ba- being able to break the habit? So the rundown is what you're asking for. This is the yeah, type yeah. of stuff that can take uh, a while to figure out in therapy, right? And it right. takes a lot of practice. Um, basically, you're you're asking, um, you know, if, if you were to make an analogy with sports, you're saying like, how can I how can I become a, a professional um, uh, at uh, I don't know shooting free throws. You know, like I want to be the best free throw shooter. Well, uh, you've got to just shoot free throws. Period. Um, and so, with with this, uh, if you want to be the best at catching yourself and changing yourself from being mean to yourself, then it's just a matter of, of practicing catching it. Um, you notice it. You are aware of it. I, I seriously, you don't need to change the thought necessarily um thought diffusion is a tactic used um a a lot of the time um in therapy which is just noticing that you're having the thought separating it from yourself i'm having the thought that i'm a failure i've so you know if you were to put these in the steps oh wow i just caught myself calling myself a failure that right there pointing it out being aware of it can help diffuse the situation a little bit in and of itself you know, if you congratulate yourself, like, yeah, I'm wanting to catch those thoughts. So I, I am proud of myself for catching that. And um, I am having a thought that I am a failure. Let's go with that. Oh, if you want to get down to the deep, deep stuff, you know, um, what is going on internally that makes you feel like you're a failure? This is a deep held core belief. It's not just a thought, probably. You know, there's probably been things over and over in your life that you feel like you didn't do good enough at. Someone tore you down for it. You know, and you you learned to think these poor things about yourself over time. So can we take a step back and say, what happened to little me? Or if you're a younger person listening to this, you know, a teenager or something like that, uh, well, still... What is the this past version of me, this younger version of myself, maybe even going back to early infancy, um, that started this whole chain of belief? Can you're going to need to process some of that stuff, you know? And I think everyone needs to be in therapy because everyone is going to have uh, some of these negative beliefs about themselves. So there's my plug. No, Um. I I love it. And then, so this is where I I will tell you this, that this is where the, the Buddhist part of me comes out that meditation piece that um, so the Buddhist part is that when you see these things, seeing them rise and then watching them as they flow across a sky, for instance, a very simple meditation is being able to not attach to these feelings or these thoughts and realizing you see this thought, you see it as a cloud rising and then moving out of the horizon. 
across the horizon and then and then leaving because that's what these thoughts are is there are these negative feelings you see them you don't grasp onto them you don't get stuck on them but as you can see them they'll just float by and just like a passing thought oh wow there's a thought but then like what you're saying diving into it a little bit of what is that feeling what's behind it and then being able to ascertain that piece, and that's that mindfulness piece, but not attaching to it, saying, yeah, that's because when I was a kid, I felt really bad about this thing that I did. You know, I, I kicked my sister and my parents told me about it. And or, you know, I got a bad grade and that bad grade really had, you know, it was the thing that I really wanted and I got a bad grade at it. And then I didn't feel good about myself because I got this bad grade. And you can see those things as they arise. And it's always feelings behind the feelings that really, I think that and it really helps you kind of go through it. And I think that uh, there's a whole lot of practices behind um, some of the, you know, pieces behind on how to soothe those pieces. And that's why therapy is definitely, if you have yeah. a lot of those negative tapes, that's where diving into therapy really does help because then you're actually able to ascertain each one in therapy with a therapist who can help you kind of guide you through what is going to work for you. Absolutely. And I think, you know, um, I don't mean to simplify it too much. I, these are some steps, some things that help, you know, what works for one might not work for another. And and there's, there's a lot more than just that in the world of, of mental health <laughs> to, for to sure. address these things. There's modality after modality and intervention after intervention that you can try. I mean, you know, um, it's been around for for uh, decades, decades of trying to, to work through mental health struggles and, and things like that. So there's lots of things that have been developed. But I would say that in line with what we're doing with um, Indistractable, you know, let's just catch, let's catch it. Let's be kind to ourselves, self-compassion. He talks about that in the book as well, right? Being compassionate towards yourself. And then um, let's let's diffuse it. Let's separate that thought from ourselves. So Carrie, I am interested. What are your thoughts about that answer? About being compassionate to, to yourself? Yeah. Well, your question, right, was like, how do you how do you do this? How do you what, yeah. what are things that you can do? So I'm, I'm curious if this is helpful. If this is not, what are you? Absolutely. Absolutely helpful. Absolutely helpful. Definitely. And how? How come for you? Because, <laughs> I'm putting you on the spot. You're welcome. Yeah, that's OK. That's OK. Um, because when we're looking at making a plan, trying not to be distracted, looking at your schedule, trying these time blocks, trying this focus time, trying to be more cognizant of what takes you away and what you can do to prevent yourself getting taken away when you're wanting to have this special focus time or maybe you're on a on a deadline and not, you know, getting sucked into your phone or, you know, other other things. But when you don't aren't successful with that and and maybe you don't get it done or you don't make your deadline, you know, I I would even though I would figure out that there were things that took me away, I would be harder on myself because I didn't stick to it instead of realizing, hey, that these three things occurred that were out of your control. I think I would have a better approach at the way I talk to myself and realize, hey, maybe it wasn't all your fault. And I would recognize that I was not being kind 
right? The first thing is to recognize it. And then from there, you know, it's with practice, I can learn to maybe be a little bit kinder. Not every time will it happen, but at least I can be more aware of it and then follow some of the things that you suggested. So I appreciate that very much. Thank you. Awesome. Yeah. I mean, that was a, that was a great uh, synopsis of, of the answer. So excellent. Um, I do, I do think uh, we, we need to dive in a little bit more into this value stuff. Um, you know, I mean, we're talking about making time for your values. So what are, what are values, right? What are we, what are we talking about here? Um, uh, I think it comes talking? into, I think values comes into, there's core beliefs that you can consider a value. I value these things in my life. Um, these core beliefs. I think that there's also external things that you hold as valuable, such as family relation, any type of relationship. Um, maybe it actually goes off any goes into in professional life. It goes into the work that you do. I value the work that I do and these things that I do. Um, these parts of my work are valuable to me, you know? Um, and I think that so like hard I value hard work yeah. or I value um, problem solving and helping people. Um, I yeah. was actually talking to a, a client about those very values just yesterday, <laughs> you know, um, right. well, like absolutely. I think uh, value work is one of the most important things. Uh, I mean, we get stuck in the monotony of just doing Got to get up, got to go to work, got to pay the bills, got to eat, got to go to bed, got to get up, got to get ready, got to go to work, got to eat, got to get ready for bed, <laughs> right? Like, and got to do chores, got to do this, got to do that, got to take care of this person or that person, you know, this task. And we're just in our society, just one thing after another. And I think we forget why. Or maybe some of things, there's no reason why we're doing it other than that that's just what people do. <laughs> well, it always goes back to the why. If you don't understand your why, then you really don't aren't going to be successful in completing. Like if you just don't have your why. And I think that that happens with, I mean, I can't tell you how many times I've written a paper for work where we're type where strategy is involved and you have to know the why for this strategy in order to complete it. Like we have to understand the why or otherwise then, because I have a ton of people in IT, there's a ton of people that just want to go do. Like, hey, there's cool gadgets, there's cool tools. Let me go do these things. I'm going to do these things. And then if you don't understand the why, then it becomes meaningless. It's like, I, I'm doing these things for no reason. I just to do things. And I think that we find that carry over into our lives. You're just doing things because I'm doing them. Like, hey, I have a social media account. I'm just going to send forever on TikTok. And with no why, you know, you're just like, yeah, this is somewhat entertaining. But if without the why, you really don't have a purpose. And without purpose, you can't keep continuing, right? the wise it's always the wise Harry, I see you smiling you can jump in just jump in <laughs> and, uh, okay 
you know, okay. uh, you are you are an equal here. So please, please yeah. uh, jump in at any time. Well, I I just think that you know sometimes we do we do get into the monotony of of something whether it's at work or even you know maybe you're in a club right and you have these things that happen because they happen but when you're new maybe you're new and you're like but why or maybe you get brought in on a project just you know the project's been going for a while but you're the new person on the project and you get brought in and and even though you're supposed to just sit there and figure out what's going on and, and jump in when the time comes, you're still the whole time as you're processing it as a new person wondering what's going on. Why are we doing this? What's the purpose of this? What's the end game? Maybe, maybe, you know, the end game, but you don't know that history that's already happened. And maybe you don't need to know the history, but when it gets brought up and you're not aware of it, you're out of the loop. So it's, I just think it's kind of interesting sometimes because it happens in, in many different situations where you're brought in to something that's been existing for a while and you're the new person and you're supposed to just jump right on board. Are you talking about yourself in this guru's podcast? I I might be. <laughs> but it's not a bad thing to be Absolutely. to be a new set of eyes or a new or a new person in the in the team, but it's sometimes a little hard to know at what point do you feel comfortable enough without knowing everything to feel comfortable enough with your contributions, if that makes sense. It totally have you ever had that when you've been like brought I, into I, a new oh, into yes. assignment? You guys have all had that, right? Yeah. Oh. Well, that's so the new company. So I just got hired on with a new company um, and that's exactly what I've experienced. So I always, I have, I found my go-to guy okay, <laughs> like, that's good. so that I can get my wise because Otherwise, I don't understand the history, and I bring that up a lot so that some of the projects that I'm doing, like I, I've been assigned projects, and then knowing the history and some of the the ins and outs and some of the pitfalls that have already gone on before help you understand the why we're doing this. Right. So then it brings that value measure. Like it brings value because now, okay, now I know the why. That's why this is valuable this is what how it contributes to the business and because i know now how it contributes to the business or to our mission or it, it can be even taken to the personal you know like my objectives in life i understand now some things around it so that i can understand this this is why it's valuable and i think that drawing from the why what is valuable about doing the thing that you're doing and it doesn't matter. It can be anything. You know, it could be, hey, I do TikTok because for me, it's because I have my other my other, you know, thing that I do. And doing TikToks helps bring out people to see me and it gives me um, content. So I'm trying to create content on TikTok so that I can be able to highlight my other show. And that's why I'm on TikTok. I'm not just on TikTok for TikTok's sake. I'm actually drawing, I'm doing content to be able to put value, to, to bring value to my other show that I do, to my other shows, in fact, right? Because I do this podcast too. Um, but that stuff is why, and when you understand that piece, that that value piece will help drive you forward and give you meaning. And I think the thing is, is bringing meaning through value, like this is what 
is valuable and that's what is meaningful. And that meaning brings you can it can be like a mantra for yourself. You know, you can bring, ah, this is this is what's meaningful. Yes. Let's move. Let's move with this. And I think it does help you quite a bit, especially in projects that well, I find that at work, that's the new thing is you're exactly right, Gary. It's crazy how if you're the new kid, and this is the interesting thing is uh, after 24 years of another company being brought in and being new, new, being the newbie is so interesting because I don't know where anything is. I don't understand any of the history. Mm-hmm. So any project is like, I don't understand. It's a completely different industry. Right. So it's really interesting because you're like, I don't even understand the industry yet. So I don't know how any of this brings value. <laughs> so you have to ask a lot of questions. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Well, and, and sometimes, you know, maybe you don't find value in the work that you do. Right. Maybe it's just a job. Maybe you're just doing it, you know. And you hate it and you want to leave it. Is there something else that would be giving you reason to go and do that job that you hate? What are your values that are being supported by the income from this job that you hate? That's such a good question. What do you think, Carrie? Because I know that in your life that you have a lot of those pieces that come to you. You know, like you may even have like, you know, maybe clients or somebody that come to you with like, I don't really, I'm not, not, you know, you can tell in, in, in they're not, they're not here to be, they're, they're not happy. And how are you dealing with it at, at that professional level? It's not really my, my place to give advice because I'm not a professional, uh, right. that as a, you know, as a, compadre and as a friend and as a you know co-worker or even just you know socially in in clubs that I've been in you know I I just tend to be a listening ear and and that's all I that's all I am I'm more of a sounding board because I I don't feel comfortable um saying too much because it's not my place but I always feel in a way that I I encourage even complete strangers to find other things in their lives that they can be passionate about that bring them joy without overstepping and saying too much about their maybe professional unhappiness because I don't really feel comfortable. If that makes sense. I don't like to, I don't like to, I don't like to, I don't like to have it come out. I don't like to have it come out of my mouth or even write about that kind of stuff. I don't feel comfortable, but I, I, I really am passionate about finding other things that bring you joy because we all have day to day and we all have responsibilities and we all have families and we all have friends and all of those social constructs in our lives that some of those things we can control. Some of those things are just part of our day to day. Right. So if we have external people in our lives that maybe aren't part of our family or, or, you know, our core core group. So maybe I don't really say much too about that because I don't feel comfortable, but you know, there's so many things that we can do that bring us joy that can balance the things that don't bring us joy that, you know, when it comes to put, keeping a roof over your head, yeah, maybe that job isn't the job for somebody, but it's, I don't ever feel comfortable saying that. Yeah, that's a, but, that's a good point. Uh, I think that, you know, um, that's being true to you and being true to them. 
you know, if there's something that, uh, and this is, uh, goes for everyone, you know, that is listening and, and, um, you know, if there's something you're not comfortable with, then why would you do it? Unless it's something that you really, really want to do and you're just nervous or anxious about it, then okay, that's something that we can figure out, right? Because there's probably a reason why you want to do it. And is it strong enough to propel you through the anxiety or the fear? You know, um, I think she brought, I think she brought up something though, right there. That's valuable. There's a couple things that I picked out of that, that were extremely valuable. A being a good listener and Mm -hmm. being able to be a sounding board and really listening. And then also not trying to fix it. A lot of times, and I'm, I'm, I am bad at this. We try to fix them with our and put our filter of the situation on it and sometimes just being a good friend is just being a good listener and inspiring them to find their own answers and that's carry great answer i mean that's a drop the mic answer because that is really one of those things that i was so many times i try to fix the situation by saying hey you're not happy you need to go find something else but it's for them. It's that it's their journey. So if they're not happy with their job, or if you're not happy with your job, it's for you to figure out what it is that is your why, what is your passion. And being able to be a good sounding board is extremely important for friendship. Because that's the key to having when you feel heard sometimes that's all you really need to be able to say, Hey, yeah, somebody's listening to me. I said my piece, I feel better about it. And now I need to figure out little things that will help me guide me. And I, I have to do it for myself because if somebody else tells me how to do it, then that's just, you know, their filter on me. And I think you're absolutely right. Great. I, yeah. Yeah. So that's the value of being a good friend, right? I value being a good friend. I value being a good listener. Um, so uh, everyone participating in, in the show, um, you know, every, all you folks out there in cyber world listening, um, what are your values? What's important to you? Why are you doing what you're doing? And when you are making time, when you're doing these, these uh, scheduling for yourselves, you know, and he brings up the idea of like, yeah, just, you know, make your perfect week schedule. Go through, make your perfect week, schedule everything, make sure that there's no white space in there. You got everything in there and make sure that everything in there is tied to a value. Do you value love? Do you value free time? Do you value um, independence or interdependence? Do you do you value entertainment? Um, you know, do you value hard work? Do you value stability? All these different things. And you can just Google um, values and you'll get like a, tons of different sources with lists upon lists of things that you might find important to who you are as a being. Um, so if you have to do laundry, why do you value that? Maybe it's because <laughs> you you value um comfort and having uh clean clothes provides you with comfort or maybe um 
maybe you value free time and so you don't really care about laundry so you put it off and instead of shooting yourself and saying oh i should do the laundry you say no i value my free time more than i value doing laundry so i'm just not going to do it right now until it becomes absolutely dire and then you'll do it right <laughs> you'll do it when you'll do it well that's the, the he brings that he well he brings that up so that there's a truth to that but there is there is bringing up like uh i have to read my email every day at work i have to read it i have to do it but it's about doing it deliberately living a deliberate life and i think that when you live deliberately then you know that th this is a have to i have to do laundry i have to have clean clothes because dirty clothes are not good you know, they smell, they're not good. Well, maybe they're, to you. Someone else might be like, I don't care. About <laughs> I don't care. I don't care. <laughs> right? That's your value. <laughs> that is true. That's exactly true. You're exactly right. So my value is I like to have clean clothes. So um, <laughs> because I like to smell good and I like to present, you know, myself as uh, not, not, you know, uh, dirty. However, what's interesting is that when you put that in there, you're living deliberately. You're saying, this is what I, 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 I purposely have done this so that I do it. And I, and sometimes you have to set aside time, like you're time blocking these. This is the time when I have free time. This is time when I have to do the laundry. I don't, you know, nobody, I don't think anybody personally, I mean, there are some people out there, I'm sure in listener land that love to do the laundry. Maybe it's soothing to them in some way. I do. I'm, I, in, Sorry, I, I you carry. asked. Yes. <laughs> carry, okay. Sweet. Go ahead, Andy. Sorry to interrupt you. No, 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 no. That's good. See, I knew that there was one. That's the reason why I didn't want to put my value set on other people. <laughs> But um, I knew that there was uh, laundry lovers out there. So if you're a laundry lover, I, we all love you. But I do think that for most of us, a chore that has to be done. But we're not we're like, yeah, I'd rather do be doing something else. For me, that's the way it is, at least. However, I will tell you this, that um, time blocking it, putting it into your schedule and being purposeful and deliberate about doing things is what he's talking about in this book. And I think that that's where he starts really making sense is that, okay, these things have to be done, but how do you break it down to make it so where it's not so big? It's not such a big task that you don't want to take on, like, or that you're not reading all of the emails all day and you're, you're losing three hours of your day, just reading meaningless emails. Like, Hey, this is the meeting. Like, I seriously, I get these surveys in my inbox. Hey, want to do this survey for work? And these are things that are low commitment. I don't really need to be doing them. And so prioritizing what's important helps bring your values up to the top so that you can do what's valuable and keep those other things in check. And they, they may have to be read. But you scan it and then there's just you find ways to be able to deal with it. Like, hey, I got to do laundry, but I'm going to do it on this time. I'm going to do a little bit every day. Like I'm going to do as soon as I get home, I'm going to do this bit of laundry just because it has to be done. I do like clean clothes. That is a valuable. But I don't like doing the chore of laundry. So tying the value to it, though, makes it easier to do it. That's the whole I, point, right? right Make exactly. time to live your values. Um, so you're obviously going to be prioritizing your your top values, right? And there are all these other things that are a little bit less important, but they support some other value in your life. 
So if you can tie it to the value, great. If you can't, if you cannot figure out why you're doing something, despite really looking at it, analyzing it, looking at your list of values and being like, well, if I do it, is it, is it because of this or is it because of this? Like, if you can't figure it out, maybe you look at that as something that you cut out. If it's not in line with something that you're doing, can you cut it out? I think that you certain things you can and certain things you can't. But uh, like reading email for work, you have to read emails. Why? But, but yeah, right. Becoming like, why? Because people are sending you things that have to be done, right? Mm. And How why do you have to do those things, right? This is what I'm getting right. at. Like, why? Because you value certain lifestyle you value your income you value this you value that so like there are that's what i'm getting at i'm i'm Got it. very very strongly opinionated about this <laughs> i will admit that if you <laughs> cannot if you cannot find a value to it down like you you work past these multiple levels of why 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 like ask yourself over and over well why is that important like be that annoying five-year-old to yourself why am i doing this why am I checking my emails? Why am I organizing my uh, closet? Why am I, um, you know, taking time to talk to this person? Um, you know, and if you can figure out that, great, do it. And if you're like, I, it's not in like, I just don't, I really don't care, you know. Um, and maybe this is my value of self determination then if it's not important to you, cut it, cut it, cut it, cut it. You are shooting yourself into doing something and you are wasting your time on something that is not valuable to you. So make time for your values, make time for your values, cut those things out that aren't in line with what you truly want to be. If it doesn't lead you to be the person you want to be, don't do it. Very good. That's my opinion. <laughs> because of my, my value. If you disagree with me because of one of your values, that's that's great, Andy. I'm sorry. I love it. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Well, I think that is all that I have time for today because uh, it's Ula morning here. Well, it's not Ula morning anymore, but uh, the uh, workday has started, is about ready to start for me. And I appreciate Carrie and Brian coming on and talking about this. I mean, I, I just absolutely get so much value out of our discussions. It's, it's funny how you get, I think that uh, I'll leave it with this, that I think the ability to talk through some of this on in books it brings more value to reading the book because you can get um, that discussion helps you um, do things from the book. A lot of times we can read books and then go, ah, yeah, that's great. Yeah. Okay. Great idea. But with this, I think that you draw more value in how you can make it an everyday factor in your life. And I think that that puts that, you know, why these, why these type of podcasts are valuable is because people discussing what, why these things, these things in this book are important. I love it. Any last thoughts, Carrie? I just find everything about this book to be super relatable. 
I am the most distracted person at times. So there are so many tips and things to think about in here that are actionable. So I really appreciate this book for sure. And I look same. forward to more further discussions. Yay. That's the say same. While reading this book, I get distracted. Ha! <laughs> same here. <laughs> That's what's oh, so man. funny about it is, is that you start seeing it like, hey, this is, but awareness is bringing awareness to it, right? I love that. I love when things are, when that mindfulness is in the, in the house. You're like, hey, I'm not just doing things for sake. I'm, I actually am seeing that I'm distracted by reading the distraction, the, the indistractable book. Yeah, but then you're like, wait, he's talking to me. How does he know? Wait, maybe I'm normal. Like, that's how I get it. I stop yeah. and I laugh because I'm like, wait a second, this is me. Anyway. <laughs> I love it. Okay, Brian, any last thoughts, buddy? Um, I, I just think um, going back to that self-compassion during all of this, very, yeah. very important. Be curious instead of mean um, to yourself. Change it into curiosity. Change it into kindness and compassion. Um, and uh, really just be intentional. What you do matters. Everything you do doesn't matter. But some of the things you do matter and can you weed it out? And be kind during that process. Biggest thing being kind. Be kind to yourself. Yeah. Those are my cool. final thoughts. Great. Oh, hey, well, again, we are on the we are on Instagram. We are on Twitter. We are on Facebook. Uh, Gurus Podcast One at gmail.com. Gurus Podcast on all others. Uh, go check us out. Leave us a comment talk to us email us you know we want to hear from you so and uh you know what are what our catchphrase is right brian what is our catchphrase our in our exit oh, yes be your own guru absolutely everybody have a good day <laughs>